That's way cooler now. Fuck like, yeah. I was listening to this album again today, and I was trying to remember. I was like, who the fuck is Tommy the Cat? Oh, yeah. Tom I was scrolling okay. through, and now when I see that, I'm like, oh, it's yeah. fucking awesome. Yeah. yeah. So, like, I, I couldn't have appreciated it until now. Because... <laughs> Back then, I didn't give two shits about Tom Waits. Yes. Yeah, I wouldn't have even known who... I, I didn't find out who Tom Waits was until I started watching Homicide, Life on the Streets, after <laughs> Homicide, Life on the Streets was already canceled. <laughs> That's a I weird see. way to get to Tom Waits, though. Uh, no, they played um, his song, uh, Cold, Cold Ground, in one episode in the first season. Um, and I was like... I heard that song. was, was like, it, fucking shit. Was, this song was awesome. Was and Homicide... I found out, was that the first? Was it that or Ally McBeal that was like the first show to have full like songs at the end of the episodes? Right. I didn't watch Ally McBeal. I don't. I don't know which came first though, because I know Homicide was doing that. Yeah, Homicide. I Do think you know they played Faith No More on one of the no, episodes? Awesome. I'm sure was, I saw uh, the episode. What's that song from uh, King for a Day? Mm-hmm. It's that slow song in the early on in the album, like the third third track. Like oh, um, Neonara Naris, something, some evidence. That's the name. Evidence, of the song. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, that was on a uh, homicide, nice. and I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> they played like half of a clutch song on a Walking Dead episode once. That was really cool. Well, that eventually cool. they're that. gonna play every song that exists on Walking Dead. <laughs> Still, they only got one more up, ep- one more season, one so. more season, one more season. <laughs> I'll be curious to see if it follows the comic because I finished. I did finish the comics, so yeah. That's I. I was reading all the comics and then (laughs) I started watching the show and then I called my friend who was buying all the comics and I was you know peddling off of him and he was just like fuck that show man I I I quit buying it and so I'm like oh well I guess I'm not reading the comic anymore. Yeah, (laughs) I mean not to give away spoilers, but it's you know there's only so much you can do with that. Yeah, I think, exactly. I think five so far, or six yeah. seasons is the sweet. Yes. That's that's where most all TV series is. Like, it really should have ended at the yeah. governor. Uh, you know. <laughs> well, no, I think I think Negan was a better villain than the governor, but um, but yeah, it's it's gotten to a weird place with Negan. So you know. <laughs> yeah, how is he a good guy? He's pretty much a good guy now. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> uh, I don't even know about the show, and I know that's stupid. Joe, you watch wrestling. They switch back and forth all the time. <laughs> yeah. Back, all right. <laughs> okay. Macho Man was a bad guy, and then he was a good guy. He was. It's true. Hold on to your butts. Right there to our immediate left, we have uh, all the folks gathering for the uh, annual Saxon concert. You've got people who really are into the occult and into Satan. They're propagating Satan. I think it's a devastating thing on our culture. It calms me down. What's your favorite total metal video? Here's the funny part about metal. It's getting old. But you know what? Embrace it. I want to be that grandfather in the backseat of the car. Could you turn on my station, please? It's such a fine line between stupid and, and clever. And we're going to be at the Wilson Theater tonight with Slayer. You're going to be there too, right? Oh! All right. Welcome back, everybody, to Somewhere in Time Podcast. Somewhere in Go there, find all of our stuff. 
links to our Facebook, social media, all that good stuff, you know, all the Twitters and YouTubes, YouTubes. And all of that. Uh, yeah, so we're back um, talking more albums from 1991 or one album specifically from 1991. Uh, Who are we, though? You know what? That's a good question, Joe. <laughs> we didn't introduce yeah. ourselves last time. We're so out of practice, we forgot to introduce ourselves. That is a very good point. So, um, yes, I'm Eric. We've got Tim here. Hello. Joe is here. Hello. And Keith Hello, is friends. y'all. Hi, Keith. Guten Abend. <laughs> I don't know what he said. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Internets. <laughs> good whenever yeah. you're listening to this. Exactly. Yeah. Or not good. I don't care. <laughs> so this episode, we are talking about Sailing the Seas of Cheese by Primus. Uh, play a little bit of this album. Should I play the hit? Play the hit. Well, there's I mean, a couple of hits. That you have to play the hit, but you could, you know. No. No. Go off beat. Do something else. Uh, to, to play American Life. Yeah, I was going to say that. The All intro. Right. It's bass as fuck right there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's weird in a premise album. Yeah, right. Probably good. It's so, good. Yeah. So Primus is uh, Les Claypool on bass and vocals. And, well, let's see. If I really wanted to get uh, like really specific, vocals, electric bass, string bass, six-string fretless bass, and clarinet, apparently. I don't know if that's a joke, because I don't know if there's clarinet on this album. Yeah, I, I don't know uh, where it is, knows. but he did play clarinet. I, I couldn't place it, but okay. Uh, Larry Lalonde or Larry Lalonde. Oh, I didn't know we were supposed to be looking for clarinet. <laughs> Neither did I. But I should have uh, read the, the credits. There's more than enough fucked up shit going on in Here Comes like, the Bastards and uh, yeah. No, uh, but this Lost would be Bastardos. Like, this would be like finding Orko on She-Ra. <laughs> what? Sure. Remember you had to find... No, why don't I watch like, She-Ra? Oh, no. Whatever. <laughs> I didn't watch <laughs> He-Man or She-Ra. Oh, my God. Oh, well, at least you're consistent. <laughs> Yeah, I, I thought we watched He Man. Yeah, I don't know. Didn't He-Man. watch He Man. She Ra was not quite as badass, but it was still pretty good. I have the power. I, I mean, yeah, I guess we watched it by it. the power of Cringer. Become I have the Battle Cut. <laughs> <laughs> Skeletor. My powers oh, yeah, are beyond your understanding. Merman. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's kind of funny though. My, my I've got a the only dream I remember from childhood. Was that uh, pretty much in my neighborhood? I was running around, and all the He-Man characters were were trying to kill me or whatever. Oh, Only wow. Beast Man was the one that was actually trying to help me out, and he's a bad guy. <laughs> and it was nice. like and I woke up, and somehow I remember that dream, and it was like, "What the fuck was Beast you know, Man?" No, maybe I, Beast I Man. Like Beast Man. Maybe he wasn't the bad guy. Maybe we were just getting like you know He-Man's point of view of the whole thing. Well, maybe it's possible. 
It's possible. Well, the best villains don't actually think that they're villains, right? Of course. They're, they're, they're the good guy in their eyes. They're not really a villain. They're just doing what they need to do. <laughs> that's oh, a pretty cool, baddies. That's I mean, a pretty cool dream, though, Keith. Skulls on all the pills. <laughs> <laughs> Let me finish the band here. So Larry Lalonde on, on guitar, and then uh, Tim Herb Alexander on drums. Percussion and water jug, apparently. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Again, I don't know if that's a joke, because I don't think I heard water jug on this album. It probably is. Yeah. Uh, and if you want to get specific, apparently... Jay Lane played drums on tracks 13, 14, and 15, which were... Well, 13, 14, 14 and 15, 15 are not on the uh, actual album. Yeah, I guess that must be like an no. expanded edition. This is a deluxe bonus tracks. So they're yeah. live versions. Huh. But 13, you yeah. said? Yeah. The last this song? Los Bastardos. Nah. Mm-hmm. That doesn't really count. That's it doesn't like make sense. Doesn't count. Yeah. Why would he be on that? He was... Well, he was the original drummer, so... Oh. Oh, was he? And then he came yeah. back to the band? Yes, and he came back after. Yeah. Oh, okay. That huh. makes sense then. And then Tom Waits is the voice of Tommy the Cat. So. Yes. Yes. Which is great. Oh, yeah. You, were you here for the discussion, Tim? No, he was he was yeah. peeing, probably. Yes. Oh, I was peeing, yeah. It's just, I just realized that. A few he he did not ago. know that that was Tom Waits. I knew it was somebody famous, years, yes. <laughs> and then, and I didn't. I knew who it was when I got the album, and I didn't care. And then, you know, fast forward three decades, and I'm like, "Oh, it's fucking Tom Waits! This is a, so much better now." Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was already great, but then it was like, "Oh, I get it now." Yeah, that, but, I've had things like that happen to me, and it's terrible, but it's okay. <laughs> but it, it is kind of funny though. The, you know, he is now good personal friends with Tom Waits. And uh, he's actually played on a few Tom Waits, you know, recordings or albums or something like that uh-huh. as well. And, you know. I bet they've done drugs together. <laughs> They're both weird motherfuckers. Probably. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I, I can, I'd, I'd be willing to bet a lot of money that, that I, you're right. <laughs> um, Want to talk about the album cover real quick? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's pretty straightforward. Album. Yeah. It's, uh, For YouTube. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, well, let's talk about the name of the album. If you're uh, watching on YouTube and you can't figure out how to find an album cover, that's amazing. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, on YouTube, I have the album cover right next to us when we talk. So. That's true. Uh, that's a good point. Uh, they'll be able to see it pretty that. clearly. Delete that. <laughs> no, we'll just say we're confirming. <laughs> okay. This is indeed the album Confirmed. cover. Confirmed. We have you didn't this know. album. Yeah. Well, the name of this album is Sailing the Seas of Cheese. Now, Urban Dictionary states that the phrase Sailing the Seas of Cheese means that the speaker is experiencing great personal change. The Seas of Cheese is an album by Primus in 1991. I'm not sure where the hell they got that because, you know, uh, the speaker uh, is what? Not the, he, the, the person. I know, yeah. I know, but. Okay. But, <laughs> I feel yeah. like. <laughs> I don't know, but. The speaker. Well, this is a quote from uh, Les. Like uh, mainstream rock was rock was pretty cheesy, says Claypool. We were going uh, to either sink or swim. Hence, sailing the seas of cheese. The cheese reference is actually the music industry. Oh, okay. Uh, which may explain the lyrics. Of the first track, you know, when things get tough and the going gets tough and the stomach acids flow, the cold wind of conformity is nipping at your nose. Oh. And some trendy new atrocity has brought you to your knees. Come with us. We'll sail the seas of cheese. <laughs> That's kind of cool. So actually. it's about, yeah. it's really about all the other music going on and how much it sucked. Really, let's face it, glam rock. And, uh, <laughs> could that be what he was referring to? A little bit. I mean, let's face it, you know. I don't know. Was glam still going on? 
I mean, let's face it, you know, uh, it was dying. Alternative was really kind of killing all of that well, at that time. But uh, when did this come out? What, what month? May. I have no idea. 14. Because that, that makes a difference. It's May 14th. Okay. So, yeah, then Glam was still around. Yeah. I mean, it was still it around, was, but it was, was definitely, you know, phasing. Well, what? Because Nirvana came out in what, September or something? Or yeah, late? in the fall. Yeah, like that was the death. I, but I don't think I don't think the if you look at it, I don't know if there's a graph you can. I think glam was kind of petering already. It was, and then like and then terms Nirvana of, uh, was and and glam or uh, grunge was just like yeah, <laughs> yeah, get out pretty of much. It was. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, here's another quote from uh, Les. Like, uh, no, I think the it's it's quite valid. I remember the term alternative being thrown around bands like us and the Chili Peppers and Jane's Addiction and Nirvana simply because it was alternative to what was popular. What was popular right. at the time was bands with big hair who were singing about girls, and we were the alternative to that. Oh yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah. Well, the album cover itself is pretty hilarious. I mean, it's it's classic premise. It's, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. It's. It's like claymation. Yeah, yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. This is this is like a, it was almost like a screenshot of a video. You know. Yeah. Like you could yeah. totally see that being a video. Yeah, that's bringing up the video. Uh, they did do a re-release of this album in 2013 on uh, Dolby True HD 5.1 Blu-ray disc. So it was actually the album played, and they they kind of remastered it, but it's also with a ton of visuals now. I haven't seen that at all, and huh. I'm not sure I no. do enough drugs or ever really <laughs> did enough drugs to really spend the time trying to indulge that. But uh, at least you know, in interviews, less really talks up how much it's a. They- uh, so you like watch it and listen? Yes, is the deal. Yes, and I'm, it's supposed to like you know what's going on on the screen. It's supposed to kind of be reflected from the music. You know, both him and uh, I think Herb were both big individuals. I mean, let's face it. It's pretty evident, you know, this band does a lot of drugs. And, <laughs> <Yeah>. um, what? <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, the, the, the whole visual say? side of things, you know, for anyone also that's seen them live, you know, they, you know, uh, they've always had a, a backdrop and, you know, kind well, of. I've seen them live. I've only seen them live <laughs> once, but. Uh, <laughs> Me too. You're pretty boring. They are a great opening band. <laughs> well, we saw them on the Pork Soda Tour and they're playing a lot we of did. them, so. Well. Yeah. I saw him be the close of Lollapalooza that year uh, on the Pork Soda Tour. Um, Okay. And it was fucking awesome. But then again, it was the first show I ever saw. So. But uh, we can move on from the album cover. I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory. This is my second favorite Prime song. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. In fact, after this, it all kind of went downhill anyway. So this is my favorite. I think really? it's my favorite. Too, frizzle right? fry. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, yeah. Frizzle, frizzle I fry. Yeah. I think the stuff that's really good on this is better than the stuff that's really good on Frizzle yeah, Fry. I'm there too. I'd love to get your guys' opinion on the stuff on this that really didn't need to be there. Oh, I mean, yeah. Grandma, well, yeah. Granddad's Let's, Little Ditty. Granddad's um, Little Ditty, uh, Slavington yeah. Waltz, uh, yeah. Lost Bastardos, and Here Come the Bastards. It's like. But that's. I mean, here's the bastards. It's kind of a nice little intro into the album, but it's not necessary. And to have no, it's not. three other fucking songs of exactly that shit. That well, what if you? How long would the album be if you took them out? It would be not much different, right? Not much different. No, I know, Lost Bastardos is actually pretty long. 
Um, yeah, but that's the end of the album. You don't really have to listen to that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, we're talking maybe a, a two minutes extra on the album, so it's easy to skip them. Yeah. There's, yeah. there's a for me, there's a bigger issue than those. <laughs> One of the songs. Oh, and which song was that? Do we talk about it now? I mean, do do we want to just start talking about the other tracks, and we'll get to that when you want to bring it up? I mean. You know, bring it up here. Let, let's talk about I'll the lyrics. Bring it up. Well, well, let's 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 go a little bit into the lyrics. Uh, okay. as it turns out, let me get this quote here. Uh, uh, Claypool was reluctant to discuss the true meaning of his lyrics. Um, you know, uh, he expended all of his energy trying to write them, and he doesn't really want to expend any to explain what they mean. Um, <laughs> he's definitely into doing whatever pops into the top of his head. You know, he he doesn't. And that's one thing. If you read through the lyrics for this, let's face it, American Life, Dan Blue Collar Tweakers, and maybe Sergeant Baker have kind of a little a little bit of a serious subject matter. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. But Sergeant everything Baker's else like, is, uh, you know. Too Many Puppies Part 2. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. But that's the whole thing. Like, is Sergeant Baker trying to say that the military is bad or, like, you know, hardcore military? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's not, not really – there's not really an opinion. Yeah, exactly. Right? There isn't an opinion. It's just talk, really, a no. song about it's this like, guy who's just like a hardcore drill sergeant. Drill guy. sergeant, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And if you're going to have a drill sergeant, you want them to be hardcore. <laughs> yeah. You don't want a wishy-washy one. <laughs> <laughs> you guys should probably do this. <laughs> what? <laughs> Joker? March or don't. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> hoo <laughs> You know, I um, only two things from Texas: steers and queers. That's right. <laughs> well, you ain't got no song. horns, boy. He does, exactly. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he pulled from R the Army there. That's right. Yeah. yeah Have I, you guys I, heard the? Uh, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, Eric. I'll get into that later. I was just gonna, as far as my thoughts on the album, I was just going to say I can't imagine being the guitar player in this band. Uh, oh yeah, because yeah, you're basically trying to write riffs over top of the shit that Les Claypool's writing, which... Do you remember I mean, when I told you about him? What's that? I don't... Uh, Larry? I, years ago. Uh, uh, yeah. W- um, I, I read an interview in Guitar, some, whatever, with, with that inter- or the guitar player, and he said that he would try to figure out what key the song was in, and he would try to play all the notes that weren't... He would try to spend as much time on the notes that weren't in key <laughs> as possible. Oh my god. Well, I said, uh, my note here, I said he's either the most overrated guitar player or just lucky that he can put solos and riffs to these bass lines. Cause well, <laughs> I mean, speaking of him, he is a, a Steve Vai uh, student. Underrated, not overrated. Underrated. Uh, Joe Satriani. Uh, Joe Satriani, yeah. That, that's, yes. Uh, uh, yeah, Joe Satriani student. Um, he originally was in the death metal band uh, The Possessed, and Possessed, apparently yeah. everyone in the death metal scene, like, you know, hails him as this, you know, immense you know, designer, because, you know, at that time, apparently, I, I don't get this, like, reading interviews, like, people are like, well, it was us and death, and that was the only people doing death metal. I'm like, really? <laughs> I mean, there's got to have been more than that, yeah, you know, at the time. That seem right. <laughs> yeah, apparently, back in the mid-80s, yeah. you know, when he was doing Possessed, uh, that was, death. you know. Obituary. Cannibal well, they, they, like, they, like, when he was in Possessed, that was, like, 85, 86, so. Okay. Well, Nate was Na- Napalm Death was around, weren't they? I thought they were. How did we get into Death Metal? 
because, because Larry, of Larry Lalonde. Was, I mean, you think about that. I he started off in death that. metal and ended up in Primus. Yeah. Very, very different. Oh, yeah. yeah. How did he get to San Francisco? Because he must have been from Tampa if he was in death metal. <laughs> no, no. He was from San Francisco. It was Tampa, London, or Norway, I think, right? He <laughs> had to be from those three places. Yeah. That's pretty funny but, that the Possessed is a San Francisco death metal band. You don't hear about many San Francisco death no, metal No, you don't. Bands. What was Deicide? Were they, were they California? Who? Deicide. 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 Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Honestly. And Morbid Angel, weren't they California? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. Les Claypool was in a thrash band. That's right. Really? Oh. He was he in was, Blind Illusion. Yeah. Yeah, Blind Illusion was good. I, I didn't even know about them until yeah. maybe last year, two years ago. More, more yeah, a couple of years ago. Guess, guess where they're actually from? Tampa, Florida. Very good. <laughs> I can't believe it. Uh, did they record in Morris Sound Studios? Oh, Guess where yeah. Deicide's from? Tampa, Tampa, Florida. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> and guess what quarterback and what team won the Super Bowl last time? Tampa <laughs> Bay. Tampa okay. Bay. Looking so nothing good comes from Tampa, <laughs> other, than, other than death. Death, yeah. Okay. Well, uh, I mean, you know, we mentioned the band's composition. Like when Primus first started, it was actually. Uh, uh, well, you said it was the original guy that, who would... Um, yes, yes. But, uh, uh, Larry was not the original guitar player either, as it turns out. Oh, okay. Um, and, and it's kind of funny. Uh, when, when the band first started, uh, the guitar player was the guy who everyone in the San Francisco scene all thought was like this masterful guy who was going to be, you know, the shit that everyone's going to be talking about. Like, oh, my God, that guy. And, of course, uh, I think he ended up married and having kids, so he quit playing and then the drummer left and that left you know uh less standing there who was actually really kind of built up a great following and was really starting to sell out and really getting some attention and he didn't have a band uh so ended up you know um like uh when here's a quote from uh uh, Lair, like, uh, I didn't really know what the hell it was when he first heard uh, Primus. You know, we lived in the same town, and I think I heard it on a tape of a friend of mine, which was a funny thing back then. I heard a lot of bands for the first time on tape. It was pretty <laughs> crappy quality. The f I first heard Jane's Addiction and uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers on tape, and I thought those bands were terrible. <laughs> but it was uh, it was probably the same with t Primus. Uh, it probably sounded like a tin can or something. I didn't really know what it was, but a couple of months later, I was actually in the band. <laughs> so I had to figure it out pretty quick. Yeah. So, uh, his, you know. His response was probably the same response everybody has to Primus when they first hear them. Mm -hmm. Like, I know that was mine. I was like, what the fuck? This is horrible. Uh, that's the one thing. <laughs> like, sucks. Uh, a lot of my friends in high school were talking them up, and then I saw the, the video to, you know, uh, Jerry was a race car driver, and I was like, fuck yes. And I, I went out and got this album, too. brought it home, and, you know, there, there's two albums from this era, this and, and Alice in Chains Dirt, that I bought it and was just like, huh? <laughs> and, and like I, I, I threw this in expecting heavy metal, and yeah, th there's not. I mean, I, that's the one thing. It's, it's so funny because you know, let's face it, our podcast is a metal podcast. The Primus, well, even let you ask Les himself, he's just like you know, we're not a metal band in any way, shape, or form. Uh, we're not. We're not really no. kind of rock they're either. Just, they're just or, Primus. You know, yeah. I mean, when it comes down to it, worse. they are truly the alternative. Can they really what, be described? What genre, what other genre the, are they glommed onto at all? Uh, Anything, the, alternative? Well, the, the I, I, one word or phrase that I heard 
in in reading interviews and stuff was funk metal and i'm like no because i've never heard that before because apparently you know with the rise of red hot chili peppers and faith no more they're like kind of lumped into that and it's like listen his style of playing is not i mean yes he slaps but he also like finger taps and strums so he's play stand not just doing funk but but you (laughs) you know bass lines think about like how oriented on genre we were like in high school yeah you kind of had your group of people that liked metal. Yeah. But it was, it's weird how Primus was just like, like if, if you like Primus, it was like, that's cool. You know, yeah. there was no like, you know, you're a poser or, or whatever. It was just like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Primus. Yeah. Why not? Right. Yeah. Like, you, you know what I mean? There was well, no, I like, think it's because there's they no have, pushback or resistance. Yeah, yeah, they have metal things. elements. Like they're a moment in here. Jerry was race car driver. Oh, it's got the very heavy. Huge we heavy know that part. part in Jerry's race car driver. Yeah. It's like, holy oh, yeah. shit, that's fucking heavy. Well, they're also authentic. They're not, you know, they're yeah. what they are. And you like it to take it or leave it. Yeah. But that part right before, that's the least metal thing you're going to hear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. With that, oh yeah, <laughs> and that's why it's. But you're not, you're not listening to Primus for heaviness, like no. You're not trying to get no. that. You're not trying to fill that need when you listen to them. No, you just, you just want some like really good music, mm-hmm. some weird shit. Yeah, but when um, Anthrax took Public Enemy out or Public Enemy took Anthrax out to tour with them, they got Primus to open because they were yeah. like, "Who would you take out to open?" a show where it's public enemy and anthrax and they're mm-hmm. like probably primus <laughs> <laughs> yeah how'd, well, how'd, they, how'd they go over on that when i i saw that show and people loved it yes i mean that's uh, why i was saying like primus is a great opening band because they played for about 30 minutes mm-hmm. they played all their best stuff and you're like that was fucking awesome and no fucking around it was just all their best stuff get in get out that was great that is a good setup for them yeah yeah, because they can it's get perfect. a little self-indulgent. Yeah. They do little Which jams. They get, yeah. You find out more after this album in their catalog. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Have you guys ever heard what Primus sounds like to somebody who's never heard Primus? You ever heard that clip? No. Uh, no. I've heard that Did for you? Fish, but well, that was all of us at some point. <laughs> you want to hear it? Sure. Play it. <laughs> The guy from uh, King King of the Hour. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That, okay, that brings up a point. Like, I wanted to ask, like, what is with this guy that's from San Francisco? He has such, like, this hillbilly Uh, fascination or fisher. Like, what is going on? Yeah, but it's like he comes from the Appalachians. Like, yeah, what? I think it's stick. I don't think. I mean, you hear him in interviews. He doesn't talk like that. No. He's not no. like. But he, hey, man, he wears the stupid like trucker hats. Doing? He's got a mullet. Like, yeah, he's into it. Yeah. You think, okay, I guess it's like somebody over here having a surfer vibe, right? Yeah. I mean, or, not that San Francisco is, but you know what I mean, like a West Coast. I know what you mean. Thing, yeah. Like okay. the East Bay, but, San Francisco. The, yeah. Like Winona's Big Brown Beaver, and my name is Mud. Yeah. There's, there's just this. Wee- yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's just an act. Just, just like a, fe- act. a fetish it's, for him. Like, yeah. I think so. Because I mean, you hear him in interviews, he's, he doesn't, he's no. not like, hey, man. Not at all. <laughs> I could see him being a, like a like yeah. a improv actor or something. Like if he didn't yeah. go to the music, yeah. I could see him being like the way a, the way he can improv. Just you know, um, what was the what oyster? What was the thing he did with Oysterhead. Trey Anastasio and and Stuart Copeland? Oysterhead, yeah, yeah Oysterhead. I mean, I mean, mm-hmm. I've watched Ooh, those guys live. I bet they did drugs too, <laughs> quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> but watching the, the three of them kind of play off of each other was just so fucking mind blowing. But yeah, I have that album. It's actually pretty good. Yeah. We can quote Bill Hicks. <laughs> real, real fucking high on drugs, yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah. back to the anthrax thing, though, like uh, Charlie Benante said, uh, you know, what the hell were we thinking? You know, young black teenagers were the opener of that. And then uh, Primus, Public Enemy and them. And uh, he says, he, uh, I remember I would say I saw Primus do Master Puppets and that was their gateway into metal. And uh, Les said uh, they were huge Public Enemy fans. So getting to know those guys was really cool. Uh, one of the times they got to hung out with uh, Chuck, uh, he laughs and tells him, um you should like Mr. Magoo and shit. You sound like Mr. Magoo and shit up there. Uh, and it, <laughs> it, it, it definitely stuck as one of the best compliments. This is a quote from Les. It stuck as one of the best compliments I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like Mr. Magoo. <laughs> well, I mean, after that, uh, after they toured with those guys, they ended up opening for uh, Rush on their Roll the Bones tour. Uh, and then after that, they opened for U2, which was their... Oh. Uh, yes. Really? What? Yes. Uh, they opened for U2 on the Zuropa tour. But Bono, Bo- as it turns out, Bono was a huge fan. So the, the the very first day of that tour, like, you know, Primus is like standing there like... Uh, uh, and I think they were playing... Uh, what's the big stadium in New York? <laughs> Madison Square Garden. Garden. Not that... Outdoor? I think it's... Yeah, it was... What were the Giants? The, the was the Giants Meadowlands? Meadowlands. No, it's it's That's one of the Jersey. It's yeah. Uh, I don't know. Fuck it. One Na- way or another. The Nassau Coliseum. Uh, <laughs> no, it's that didn't. I guess that, that's in Long, Long Island, Island, isn't it? Well, fuck MetLife Stadium. Yeah, I don't yeah. know, but uh, <laughs> no, but Bono wanted them wanted to bring them on the tour because he, he he was a big fan. As it turns out, like you know, uh, reading interviews. You know, let when on the Anthrax and Public Enemy tour, uh, they got along great with the other bands on that tour, and everything was great. Mm-hmm. When it came to U two, like uh, day one, you know, pretty much they show up and they're just kind of like standing there, like, uh, what do we do now? And Bono like ran over, walked up, and it's just like, you know, uh, tells Les he reminds him of Buster Keaton, and he just tells him like regaling, oh, you guys are incredible. And that was the last time they spoke to him on the <laughs> entire tour. <laughs> no. Oh, my God. So, he said, yeah. Wow. Can you imagine being somebody in Primus and finishing your set and having to watch you 2 and with the a million people in the stands or whatever they had? Yeah. And being like, like... Like musician, like the the yeah, I never, I never mu- going with that. Yeah, as musicians, just watching, yeah. like watching the Edge play the same riff over and over again while you just played a Primus <laughs> song. Larry Clayton Jr. <laughs> on bass or whatever, you like yeah. playing the same fucking eighth note. Yeah, 
Uh, well, I mean, yeah, their right. taste, I mean, the actual, you know, Tim and, and Les, you know, they're not metalheads, you know, like Les flat out says he doesn't really I listen can't to imagine them. they appreciated the musicianship of you 2 I mean, it's not a matter of the musicianship. They, they like the music somewhat. Well, I mean, maybe oh, not okay. as much as. But of course, of course you take the tour, but just. Yeah. yeah. Hey, that guy. I mean, one way or another, we all know that there's never been two bass players more diametrically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, very true. But one way, yeah, again, let's you face it, say that about lots of bass opening, players. Oh, it's, it's Larry <laughs> Mullen Jr. is the bass player. Adam Clayton's the drummer. <laughs> okay. Well, opening for Rush, you know, for these guys was always like the biggest. Like, holy shit, we're opening right. for fucking Rush. That makes sense. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. And yeah. is it you know another thing you know like you know as I stated you know. Uh, he became good friends with Tom Waits. He, they became great friends with the Rush guys. And uh, you know, I don't know, funny story about, you know, pretty much the first time that um, Getty Lee came down, you know, they were like, all right, man. And they took him out fishing, of course, because that's <laughs> what they do. Uh, and their boat broke down. And, oh. you know, <laughs> he's got to get the fuck, you know, back to their hotel room or whatever. Uh and they pretty much had called it in, like, you know, so uh, that they're broken down. So, you know, somebody in the harbor or whatever has to come tow them out. Um, uh, but one way or another, so while they're sitting there waiting, they just ended up fishing. And uh, the funny thing. I would imagine there's a Mountie on standby for Getty Lee. <laughs> <laughs> it turns out they ended up coasting into kind of the opposite side of the bay. Uh, so it kind of. It screwed everything up, but, you know, it's a funny story in the fact that, you know, they got they went fishing with Getty Lee. and Getty Lee fishing is funny. Yeah, Getty Lee thing. fishing it's just and... Just a weird visual. I mean, he's Canadian. Those guys all love ended that it right there. <laughs> <laughs> well, you mentioned Tom Waits. We should play a little bit of uh, Tommy the Cat. I mean, yeah. that's the other... We haven't really oh, played. wait. Is Tommy the Cat Tom Waits? Makes sense. I don't right? know. The song, it may be this. I mean, Les Claypool was a big fan of, of Tom Waits, yeah. and he said it was a huge deal that he got this, that he got Tom Waits to sing on the song. Like, it was well, yeah. <laughs> like, a huge achievement. The, the song wasn't written for him. He, he didn't, when he, when he wrote Tommy the Cat, it wasn't like, hey, I should get Tom Waits oh. to do this. So, yeah. That okay. was. It, wasn't, it was not an homage. Yeah. It's just, it just worked out. They had the same name. It's yeah. a clip I have of Les Claypool on Headbangers Ball, and, and he mentions that. He's like, it was a huge deal to get Tom Waits to do this. Like I was, I'm such a huge fan, and to have this, it was just like, it'd be like probably us, like getting Hetfield to you know to yeah. sing on a song we wrote, kind of. Right. Thing. So well, the was, funny thing yeah. about this track, though, uh, and this is something I, I don't even know where in this song this is, but uh, it's considered by many to be uh, to have to contain Les Claypool's single most difficult bass line. Due to its complex hmm. nature, there is not a clear consensus on exactly what notes are being played, and as a result, dozens of different interpretations exist. Isn't that right. part where it just stops? Or it's like, but there's also half of his other songs. <laughs> exactly. You can say that about most Different. of their songs. Yeah, like you, when you watch him play, you're like, what in the world is going on there? And he does it so effortlessly. Yeah. He's like, yeah. yeah. You know, just yeah, kind of chilling, no playing this most complicated bass riff you've ever heard in your life. And he's just like, whatever. It's like, <laughs> like when he tried out for Metallica. <laughs> like, well, it, you guys want to jam on some Isley Brothers? Y- yes. Yeah, like, you're too good. <laughs> well, that's the whole th- That's the one thing. It's so fucked up. Les and Kirk were in the same ninth grade algebra class together. 
They sat right, like right next to like. I, uh, that, I, think but Les, I knew they went to high school together. Yeah, but that's the whole thing. Like, uh, yeah, they they Les I think sat in front of him. Uh, and it's like how I mean, you know, and two those guys, two people in that classroom have made more money than everybody else combined to ever go to that, that high school. school. Yeah, that's true. Well, here, let's play a little bit of this. This we've been talking about. Alright, we gotta play the hook too, right? Like the big Yeah, the big hook. That's what I think this song is better than anything on Frizzle Fry. No, really? it is easily. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. And as much as I like Tom I don't even Waits think this is the, my, singing this now that I know it's him, but even before that, I like it when he does it live better too with the, the he cat. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, the long. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, we'll get the weird bass thing. Or the, I think the most complicated bass thing they're talking about is that part where it just stops. And it's just the. <laughs> Crazy stuff. Looks well, like he went from the four string on the first album to the five, and then he went. There we go. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Maybe that, that's probably a six string. Fretless, whammy bar. I want to say this though. One thing that I love when we get to talk Primus is that this is the band where it's all the bass and the drums. Oh yeah, all yeah. even though we spent a lot of time talking about the guitar player. This and is he's not totally doing nothing. A, it's totally a bass and drum band. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Even the vocals are bullshit. His <laughs> vocals suck. <laughs> <laughs> well, that yeah. fits the band perfectly. Though. Then it works for what he's doing, but right. he's terrible yeah. in singing. <laughs> but he well, yeah, I mean, it's not, the, yeah, the drums. You could listen to the drums. They're almost as complicated as the bass playing at points. Yeah. This drummer is absurd. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's so good, and he knows when to use the china. I mean, Jesus. Yeah, he does. And the splash. <laughs> yeah, the splash. I'm surprised too. you guys. You don't think there's that? You think there's better songs on Pistol Fry than this song? I think there's better songs on Sound Lee Seas of Cheese. I think than this song. What? This oh. is on Sound Cheese. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay. I know what he's saying. Oh, better saying. Songs, yeah, I got you. Well, I'm just, well, yeah, there are, but I'm saying like this is one of the songs that says why this is a better album than Pistol Fry. Well, I think did, we didn't. We kind of skipped the production of it. Yeah, we yeah, did. It bit. sounds so much better than yeah. It does it is yeah? It does album. sound better. I'll give you the, that. This, this is really the bass drums, well. You know, hey, look, I'm not saying this album is like bad. No, I know. I know. I like. No, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to bet. I'm willing to bet that over ninety percent of Primus fans think that. This album or the one before it are their best albums. Yeah, probably. Yes. Would, oh, yeah. Would you agree with that? Yeah, yeah absolutely. So. But I mean, that's one thing is we were talking previously about, you know, their signing to Caroline. You know, they had already recorded all of, you know, Frizzle Fry uh, before that signing, and it kind of ended up, you know, kind of getting sucked into that signing. Uh, so, and it was, you know, I mean, Eric mentioned how they recorded, uh, 
suck on this, which was like laughable with the, the, the kind of shit they were using. And, you know, uh, and Frizzle Fry was definitely not, you know, what they had when the, after they signed Interscope. This, you know, the big thing for this album was their first major label release. And they signed to Interscope, who was mainly a, uh, a, a movie production company at the time. And, uh, according to, uh, Les, you know, part of their signing to it was, uh, that, you know, they were like, oh, you could be in this movie called, uh, Bill and Ted's, you know, excellent, uh, or Bogus Journey. Bogus Journey. So yeah. they are, they're <laughs> part of them signing their contract for this album was so that they could be in that movie. Oh, wow. That's a good movie to be in. <laughs> well, yeah. It's kind of funny, uh, you know, you know, when it comes to, direction or whatever they had their like little kind of x'd off places on where they were supposed to stand and apparently there was like this uh uh fucking oh wait wait they were like visually in the movie yes they're in the movie like they're they're, like there's a live there apparently for them there was two days of filming um the first day was just you know kind of all mainly set up and they would just play a little bit to get a sense as to what they were supposed to do second day they had fans showing up and they were playing now that there was one camera that was like right in fucking like right in uh uh bless's face and lair saw that as like the main camera now he in, in hindsight he now knows that there had to have been like other cameras placed everywhere to get kind of a sense of everything but his in his mind when they showed up to play just like I'm going to be in this fucking movie. So he made sure <laughs> to leave his little X where he was supposed to be standing to play to make sure he got like right nice. in where that camera that was like right in Les's face was supposed to be. So. <laughs> That's funny. I don't remember them in that. I have to go back and watch. I haven't watched that movie. It's been a long time. So. Did anybody watch the latest one that came out? No, I haven't yet. No, no, I it, where is it available? Do you have to buy it still? I think you still have to buy yeah, it. I think you have to yeah, I think you have to buy it. It's going to stream on something at some point. Exactly. Yeah, well. I'll wait till then too. Yeah. What about this uh, Godzilla versus Kong? It's on HBO. You I'll probably watch it, but I'm not like clamoring to watch it. It's, I'm not uh, clamoring, but I'm like, it's already included. Maybe I should watch it. Yeah, exactly. That's, yeah, that's how well, I yeah. feel. It looks dumb, but maybe I like it. Yeah. I'm sure it's fine. I'm sure it's not bad. Yeah. It could be bad. It could be bad, <laughs> sure it could be bad in a good way, though. Yeah. All right. So did you mention we, that it we recommend it? Yeah, uh, yeah. Did you mention it was produced by Primus? Did you say that? No, I did not. No. Yeah. yeah, that's interesting. Oh uh, well, it's, it's kind of funny. You meant, um, you know, they, uh, Interscope, you know, the label really kind of uh, they, when they got signed, they got picked up because one of their, you know, whatever guys that signs bands heard up. You know, heard of, of Primus and came down and started seeing them and saw that they had a good following and thought, you know, let's let's get in on this. This is a band that could probably do something. So they, as much as they had some money, Interscope was a major label. They were mainly a film based, you know, uh, hmm. or yeah. company. So because of that, they kind of got you know a lot of like. I mean, and let's face it, when it comes to this band, you know. I don't think anybody knew what the fuck they were doing when it came to this band. So they just, they really gave them, you know, hey, go ahead and do what you do. Uh, yeah. You know, they, they, there wasn't a lot of, uh, you know, you know, just like kind of when I, we, we had Soundgarden, you know, they were like, hey, go ahead. Primus, I don't even think they even knew to say go ahead because there was no way in hell this was <laughs> like anything else that was going on. Yeah. 
We should play some on this album though, because we haven't yeah, played a lot. Yeah, I liked uh, those damn blue color tweakers. That's I love that tune. Yeah. Probably my favorite song on the album, actually. Yeah, that's a great album. A great song. Um, yeah. I think so too. I think for me, yeah, yeah. The you know, well, we'll play yeah, a little bit of it. I don't but. know. I, I really like the last song too. Lost Bastardos? No, no. You mean Fish, Fish on. on. All right. Yeah. Just this. That groove. So good. Yeah. Hey, yo. It's great. The bass lead, too. Boom, boom, boom. Brip, yeah. brip, 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 brip. I marked. I marked 313 as a big deal. There's. Let's see what Nice little bass solo too. Yeah, there is, and there's that. I know, I know why you like you did. It's the. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, the guitarist likes to hear the guitar solo. No, it's the, the, the drums, really. This. Yeah. Yeah, that's like so cool. Well, I think that's going back that's to the whole conversation right about there. are they metal? Like that's the stuff going on other than bass. Bass right now is is metal right there. Like, it's metal. It's, <laughs> All I heard was heavy riff. riff and <laughs> what, what else was happening? <laughs> you didn't hear the riff going on behind it. <laughs> There's, There's a riff. It's, it's almost Metallica like. Uh, I just hear drums and and bass. The drums are so good too. Yeah. Well, Eric, congratulations. You're the second person in the world ever to hear that guitar part. <laughs> I knew about it. Okay, third. You and Tim tied is second. Yeah. I'm not saying it's what's probably. How can you not listen to the drums and the bass there? How they're well, no, I, playing off I, each other. I hear the bass. I'm just saying it's heavy. I've, I've never paid the attention to the guitar there in that part. Well, it's, it, basically it's, right. it's, it's basically the reverse of a guitar solo. It's yeah. like, well, that's typically what happens in a guitar solo. You've got a rhythm going yeah. on in the background. So that's the... what you guys hear. Okay. <laughs> hmm. Sometimes <laughs> there's been there's been guitar stuff I've never heard until this podcast. It's so hard it it's so hard for me to unclick from the bass if I could hear. There's it. bass the stuff drums. I've never heard too. Um, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you've you've shown us tons of stuff where you're like like I the stuff in Rust and Peace. There was some bass stuff in Rust and Peace. I remember going, "Holy shit, that's fucking awesome!" Yeah. So yeah, he's a very good guitar player who plays bass. Just <laughs> 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 that um, he does some good stuff. Yeah. Sergeant Baker, we talked about that song. We didn't play play a lot of it though. We should play a little bit. It's of that not that too. great song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The song that it reminds me of Mrs. Of Mrs. Bailey in a way. Mrs. Blaylene from uh, Tales of the Is it Blaylene? Yeah, uh, two albums later, right? Yes, ninety-seven. I believe. Or was it 95? 95, 95, 96. Actually tried to march to that right and left, you'd be all fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> I 
That's a cool bass part of yeah. 313. Let me see what that is. I, I forgot. Let me see. Oh, this little thing. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. The drums right here. Ridiculous. What? That's awesome. <laughs> That's so good. Yeah. So much like triplets and quadruplets. Yeah, it's, it's super cool. <laughs> Yeah, that's heavy. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> this album overall is, is heavier than Prizzle Fry. Yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, let's oh, fish on. Let's, uh, uh, mm-hmm. 459 is what I've got as listed as the badass bass lick. 459, okay. On fish on? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. How does the drummer not, like, fall over from exhaustion? All he's doing is like, yeah. The the guitar solo of that song is supposed to uh, mimic the uh, battle between the fisherman and a large fish. The zipping effect uh, was made by this motor that they bought at Radio Shack and a nine volt battery held up to Larry's strings, and it was supposed to sound like the real buzzing. Now I, I don't know. I didn't get like where the guitar solo was i mean if you listen to like what we just heard there is kind of like a back and forth going on the guitar which might be what they're talking about but maybe you know what's really funny Mm. herb hates boats (laughs) that is funny (laughs) you don't have to go on a boat to fish (laughs) to be in primus it's true you have to no (laughs) they have shores that's where they first fished oh let's see um you didn't really get into Jerry as a race car driver yet, did you? We That's haven't. True. We haven't. This is the first time I heard or saw Primus was on Headbangers Ball. Yeah. This video. Nachos. We played the. <laughs> Steamy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. I forgot all about that. I did too. <laughs> Nachos. Jamie. I I just remember that because uh, Headbangers Ball was like what probably eighty percent of shit you didn't like anyway. Yes, if if not more. And then 90%. there was like some that you were like, eh. Yeah. And then you waited, and you had to wait till late in the show, the third oh, hour, yeah. for the good yeah. stuff. Did you did like two videos they played? Did you were like, yes. Yeah. Yep. But I remember the Primus. I'd heard of Primus, but they played. Um, Jerry was a race car driver, and. I just, I was like, I, I was, you know, you used to, oh, we used to always tape it on VHS. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was, that was the one I was like, fuck yeah. Like, this is, this is some fucking weird stuff. What? <laughs> yeah. But I, I thought it was awesome. 
And that that was what got me into Primus, actually, was this, this song. We'll play a little bit of it. It's the, I mean, that opening riff is just like. Turn up, man. <laughs> Finger tapping. Yeah. Remember when Steve Sibley started playing this? Remember one of his songs? Same sass. I, I don't remember seeing that. It was in uh, it was in Leesburg. I think Eric, yeah, I think he was oh there. yeah, yeah, that's right. And, uh, and Jeff Sigmund was there. Oh yeah. He started fucking just jamming on this. He's like, he's fucking playing Ravis. Triplet, bass drum triplet. Yep, those triplets, man. So cool. Oh, yeah. He loves those. He does. Yeah. Um, is it luck? Oh, that's we haven't talked about that song either. That's a great. Yeah. Song. Oh, that's a great song. Well, we can talk. It. Let's Joe. Let's let's talk about the song you don't like, Joe. Yeah. I fucking hate Eleven. Okay. <laughs> I think it's horrible. It's just a grind to get through. Well, it, it specifically was supposed to be like, hey, look at how fucked up we are. You know, you don't write 11, you don't write a song time. in eleven eight time without being like, we like drugs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you don't write a no. song at that time. There's a reason for mm-hmm. that. It's against God's nature. Is that why you don't like it? No, it's just it, I think it sucks. Well, he also no. loves God. <laughs> oh yeah, he does love Jesus. It sounds like he says of love and salsa. I know that's not what he says, but it sounds like he says of love and salsa. You guys know that Herb was the original drummer of A Perfect Circle? No, no. I didn't know that. Yeah. He, was, <laughs> he was the original drummer. Wow. Interesting. This is the only song on the album that I'm like, no. There it is. <laughs> of Love and Salsa. <laughs> I'm never going to hear anything else with that now. <laughs> he says so soft, but it sounds like salsa. Yeah, that's forever salsa now. Hundred <laughs> percent. I don't. Yeah, I mean it's one of the weaker on the album, but I don't hate the song. Yeah, it's fine. It's well for this album. It's it's fairly long. It, it is. Uh, it might be the mm, longest true. on the album. Damn good color yeah. tweak. The last two are the longest. Or yeah. last. Well, I don't count last. Blues Bastardos, but last yeah, two yeah. Uh, Fish on is long as crap. Man. <clears throat> yeah, seven forty one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, is it is it luck? Is it's a much better song. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's basically yeah. It's fucking it's awesome. awesome. Oh my gosh. And that middle part, that breakdown is hilarious. Some girls like to kiss my, my face. face. <laughs> <laughs> is that like- <laughs> no, 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 I'll make it to the middle. It's got a heavy part too, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Bow, bow, bow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
There we go. She wasn't impressed at all. She was in my ear. Have you have you read the lyrics to that part when it starts? Oh my uh. gosh! It's it's. Said she wanted my body. Said she wanted my body, not my mind. So I showed her my dictionary. Showed her the words that I know, not quite desiring to, and how loquacious I can be when I set my mind down to it. But when you listen to it, you can hear that. Like it's, it's really fast. Yes. But it's like, yeah. Said I wanted my body, my my mind. The dictionary. There's <laughs> at least a seventeen percent chance that Les Claypool is still a virgin. <laughs> no. <laughs> Look at this. So that was said she wanted my body, not my mind. So I showed her my dictionary, showed her the words that I know and not quite desiring to, and how loquacious I can be when I set my mind down to it. Wow. <laughs> Speaking of him being a virgin, it's funny you mentioned that because uh, reading interviews uh, from Kirk Hammett uh, about like, you know, their high school days, turns out, you know, Kirk Hammett was, you know, the. Filipino with the Coke bottle glasses, you know, that nobody ever oh, talked yeah. to. Uh, he Turns looked out, like a girl. What? In high school. He looked like a, he looked like a girl okay. in high school. Well, one way or another, Claypool, it, like Kirk thought that Claypool was kind of in the popular crowd and he was like, you know, big with like, he was apparently popular and women wanted to dump his bones in high school. I just think that speaks to more how much of a nerd Kirk was. <laughs> <laughs> that part, that part's not in the, the these lyrics. Oh, it's not. No, and it's like handwritten. Oh, yeah, see that. it's terrible. Yeah. You can't see it. But yeah, it's yeah. wow. So this album was one of the first CDs I ever bought. Hmm. Like first five, probably. Hmm. This. Frizzle Fry, Prongs, uh, the one Tommy hates. Yeah. 3D. I think the, those were like my first five albums. Mm. 91 was a big year for you. It was, it was the CD. It was like, I got a CD boombox now. I got to buy some shit. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I, didn't get a, I didn't get a CD player until Christmas of 94. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. I had one in 1986 and it didn't fast forward. You want to play records? <laughs> no, they're CDs. <laughs> Is that the wedding singer? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Good pull. What do you guys? You guys hated Grandpa's little ditty. Yes, thirty seconds. That was that was yeah, just all of them. That is the most like just shut the fuck up. Why did you put yeah. that on there? Eh, it's stupid. It's it, they kind of do that though. Yeah. It's just like. Pointless. It, it's know. it's but Skip it's it. like man, when you're stoned, you sing along, man. <laughs> it's over before you even know it. Yeah, it's thirty nine seconds long. But what, about, about, what about Slathington? Tommy the Cat. Like, well, that's a callback to the to Slathington Willoughby, right? I, I guess, think, but does it kind of? But I mean, there's no. Well, it's, it's a theme that the, the musically, it's not right. That's what I'm saying. The music is like just droning for a minute. And it's a stupid. Half. It's like. Yeah, yeah, that one's that one's really stupid. Yeah, but I think that might be where the clarinet. Do you think is. the uh, record label was like oh, you maybe. need to 
produce 45 minutes of material. Maybe. It could be, yeah. Um, I could see Possibly. that. I don't think. Because the album's 45, 43. Mm-hmm. I was just reading more of my notes on this, and, uh, you know, I don't, I mean, it's you're right, it's possible that they needed the time, but, you know, uh, Les was really saying how they were very hands-off on, on the, you know, the entire recording thing. Like, uh, they were signing to a major label, and uh, he was really, you know, happy to kind of make that bounce to, to kind of really get more publicity and he felt a little weird in the fact that they were being kind of marketed with all the Bon Jovi's and, you know, all of that guns and roses and Bon Jovi. But, mm-hmm. uh, they were still like finally getting paid to do what they were normally doing. And they weren't getting a lot of, uh, pressure, uh, you know, to, 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 to do anything. Like when it came to getting in the studio, they had full free reign to kind of record how they wanted. So mm-hmm. I would say, they wanted Grandpa's little okay. ditty to be on that album. <laughs> it doesn't bother me. Well, so this this is a total tangent here, but <laughs> I feel like when we were of an impressionable age in high school, the idea of jerking off was not even amongst your friends, something you discussed. And I appreciated that Primus in two consecutive albums brought up the subject of pull the putt. And then uh, a couple years later, or maybe the next year, Seinfeld had that breakthrough episode of uh, Master of My Domain. Mm -hmm. And I think there was a watershed moment in society where it was like, oh, yeah, we all do that. Yeah. (laughs) Like, oh, it's okay. Uh, And I, I, I appreciate Primus. And Grandpa's little ditty when he's he's pondering if he pulls the pud too much, like that kind of brought it out and and to we need new porno, (laughs) (laughs) the spaghetti western, yeah, yeah, there you go. I don't know. That is true. Thank you, thank you, Les, (laughs) for making that more acceptable, and and Jerry Seifo. Or Larry David, whoever brought that up. Yeah, Larry David, probably. <laughs> Larry David, yeah. It is too bad that after this album, like... They yeah. Really, uh, it became who, a... Who went, that, uh, that album has that one good song. I went and listened to the next Pork Soda. I did. I, to, I actually listened I, to a I lot like of Primus. Because I like to listen to the albums around the album. Yeah, I listened to a lot of Primus, because I, you know... <laughs> I, I you tell from the text, yeah. I didn't Yeah, and, and like, Antipop is actually a very good album. But um, that's like at least two albums later, right? Three, I think it was like pork soda, what? and then uh, the brown album was in there too. Brown brown album was ninety seven. Okay, um, that had like four, three or four good songs on it. I do like um, "Shake Hands with Beef." I think it's a fucking awesome. Yeah, it's song. Good song, but yeah. such a good groove in that song. Great yeah. song. Maybe we're getting. Well, we can we can still discuss pork soda at some point, but yeah, yeah, we will. We probably sure. will. Yeah, there's a precipitous drop here, right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they they never got back to this level again. No, 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 no. No. The the Pachyderm album. What was that one? That was Tales of the Punchbowl, right? Yeah, Southbound Pachyderm. Yeah, that was Tales. That was about as close. I I I listened to that album again when I went back and was listening to a lot. I just remember liking the first three songs a lot, and then it was like, yeah, pretty much, pretty much. 
mean, it's um, one thing. Like, Antipop you... is Antipop is good. Like throughout, there's maybe two okay. or three bad songs. I need, I need to go. That's it's good. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever heard that album. It's good. You should listen to it. It's very good. I know that I've heard the song, so I probably heard the album. But yeah, I'm sure I've heard the. What album. about the other one, Green Naugahyde or uh, Green? Yeah, yeah. no, boring Ooh. as shit. Oh. oh my god, oh my god! I tried to listen to that one too. I can... <sighs> That's the one I think that that Herb came back for. Yeah, I think that was 2011. Something yeah. like that. And that was not yeah. very good. This band they is, did a, they've been tough to be a fan of. I know. I, well, they they did what's a, weird uh, is, you know, let's face it, they were, let's face it, they are undescribable. You can't fit them into anything. No. And their first, you know, first three albums were just like nonstop. And then, I mean, yeah. it, it's got to be the drugs, right? They just <laughs> did too many and now no, they're just like, know. you know. I think this album was the last album where they really were they were heavy. Like mm-hmm. like I kept mentioning yeah. there was moments on this album they're really heavy and they're they're the, the, the rhythm behind these crazy bass lines is just heaviness. They lost that after this album. Like My Name is Mud's pretty heavy, but there was like two progressive but even that and song experimental drums. and Yeah. Well also catchy. They lost that catchiness. Yeah. yeah. Those hooks. Although, like there was there um, actually little hooks here. Well known as Big Brown Re- Beaver was a huge hit for them. Oh yeah. That's, and that's a very catchy song. Yeah. So, it is. so they would kind of get moments of they had bits and pieces on other albums yeah, yeah. that's they never that's had they like that, full yeah. great albums anti-pop came close there was maybe four three or four bad songs yeah when you album, think about listening to a primus album if you don't think about the one, first two the, the first two or the first ep like yeah suck on this you're not mm-hmm. you're not gonna do it yeah yeah that's Absolutely. they became a band it's like that, that that album has that one good song that album has that one good song like pearl jam does that a lot i was gonna say pearl jam yeah yeah, that's it's just kind of like like Chris Jericho would say, like their shit's stock. Mm-hmm. Like they just have this Rob Zombie's that way too. Oh, mm-hmm. it's very yeah, yeah. Like he'll he'll have one or two good songs on each album. And Marilyn Manson's been that way for me the last few albums too. He's like, a piece of shit. Though. Well, he is a piece of shit. <laughs> we know that now about him. But nice. I I I knew it. We all <laughs> well, knew it. I mean, that was the one thing. I was like, surprised. were you really surprised? Yeah. <laughs> I know. No. I was like, finally. I knew this guy. I was mean, a the, fucking douchebag. I mean, there was a reason why you know Nine Inch Nails wrote Starfuckers. Oh, you know, yeah, Trent Reznor. <laughs> yeah, been been on that train for a long time. Yeah. What's yeah, that? Like, like '97. He's been going. Fuck that guy. <laughs> oh, that, was that like, about him? Star, yeah, yeah Starfuckers was about him and the guy from uh, uh, what? Filter. Come on, uh, yeah, filter, filter, right? filter yeah. Patrick hey, man, nice shot. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like that was like right. Yeah. <laughs> I did put together a best of Primus after '91 playlist on Spotify. Yeah, it was, it was six it was songs. Good. No, it's it's actually a good amount of songs because, like I said, they have good songs on each album. There's just not a consistent good out al- consistently good album from front to back yeah. after this album. Like after Sailing Seas of Cheese, that's it. Like it's hard to find. I remember something. when that uh, Tales from the Punch Bowl, like the first three songs, it was like they're back, and then it was like. Oh. <laughs> It was like 45 more minutes of, okay. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Professor Nut Butter is the first song, and then Mrs. Blaylene, and then one knows Big Brown Beaver. Yeah. And, and then Southbound Pachyderm's fourth, which is also I like that a good too. song. Yeah. It's a good song. But then after that, it's like, yeah. <laughs> it was like by then, because it was like, Clutch is doing what you're trying to do a thousand times better, guys. Yeah. Like, and I don't even think Privus knows who Clutch is. Well, they did these things, like a lot of just, like you said, jamming. They, they do a lot of jamming mm-hmm. live. They would do these things where it's just like the same riff for yeah. two and a half minutes. Like, oh, okay, yeah. guys, get You're on like, with God it. God damn it. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's, so. 
they got more that. progressive and experimental and just like nah, yeah not into that but anyway Suddenly. we should grade this album yeah it's a damn good album mm-hmm. it is <laughs> we all agree great album a minus uh, for me oh really a minus wow yeah I said A. I didn't say A plus. I said A. I said A because I do think I heard two, you fool. <laughs> I think there are two that are two songs or maybe three that are just kind of unnecessary. So it's going to be hard for me. Well, since I said this is my best, my favorite album from them, I was going to say it's going to be hard for me to get above an A minus for Primus. Mm-hmm. I thought you said Frizzle Fry was your favorite when we talked about Frizzle. Fry. I don't know. <laughs> I think I did say that, but then I don't I know. It's, it's they're very close. I don't know. They are very close. No, this, it's, this it's, was. It's I, not like I mean, yeah, it's not like you're going to say someone's crazy yeah. if they think this album is better than. Yeah, you know, no, 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 no. Either one, you're like, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And none of my ratings are in set in stone. They're nebulous, right? Just like music, I like it. Like who who has a fucking favorite song? Like it, it depends oh, on your mood, yeah. right? Yeah, right. changes yeah. day to day. It's it's hard yeah, exactly. enough to get a favorite band, almost. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, narrow it down to an album, especially a song. You can't really if if you really like music. I don't think you could do that. You know, it's so. crazy how many times I've been asked that too. What's yeah. your favorite song by Metallica? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> too many it's not nothing else matters. <laughs> Saint <laughs> Anger, right? <laughs> we start there. Definitely not. <laughs> like, Metal Militia is probably not it. I don't know. <laughs> nope, yeah. that's not it. No. Nothing off Kill Em All is my favorite. No. Just saying. All right. Uh, Keith, what, is your, what do you rate? I'm going A-. minus. I, I I, mean, this was the, the first big, you know, throwing these guys. As much as, you know, Frizzle Fry and Suck on This existed, you know, they weren't pushed or really, you know, got a lot of name. I think the, the talent of these guys really kind of spoke for itself, which got them everybody's ear. And I think that this was a great showing of what the fuck these guys can do. Yeah. And, uh, I still think there's a too much garbage, like serious garbage that they just threw on there with grandpa's little ditty, but that's why it wouldn't be an A to me. It's an A minus. Yeah. Same, same here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, I you know, I, I put Frizzle Fries in A plus, so this one was like okay, A. I can't, I can't. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, I gave it an A. Yeah. Now I'm thinking A. <laughs> Should I give it an A? It's their best album for me, though, so I don't know. But it, like you guys said, there are some songs where you're like, okay, skip. Right. But it's Primus, so I mean, and they're short, so yeah. The goofy things are short, so I don't know. I'll just I'll stick with A. You know what? It's an A. For it probably applies to us and a lot of the people that listen to us is. I don't think Primus is one of those bands you can fucking hump, like Henry Rollins would say. You know, they're not just wait, wait, what they're not serious enough about a thing to where, it, unless you just fucking love slap bass in that style, like you know what I mean. Like they don't have a thing that they're about. There's no like, there's no Eddie like logo. They don't have oh, a, yeah, yeah. a thing that their their songs are ridiculous. Things they sing about you, you Primus know. sucks was a thing for a long, long time. Yeah, oh, yeah. It but still I, is. Oh, but in the touring for you know when they were on with Rush, you know people would start yelling Primus sucks, and a bunch of the Rush fans would get angry. <laughs> and start, hey guys, shut up, man! They're really doing a good job up there. <laughs> of course, of course, these are shows in Canada. 
<laughs> don't be mean, okay? What are you? What hey, are you, what are you talking about? Wait, don't be a hoser. Come on, don't be a Wayne. <laughs> like, don't be a poser. <laughs> Come on, big shoots. All right, good. Well, um, next episode we are going to talk about Voivod. Can't wait, Angel Rat. So, stay tuned for that. But uh, in the meantime, for uh, well, don't stay tuned if you're listening before it comes out because that'd be weird. <laughs> yeah, don't just sit by your phone waiting for like. Don't wait minutes. by your podcast machine, refreshing <laughs> constantly. <laughs> when are you out. coming out with that? You said it was coming soon. <laughs> Go to the doctor if that's what you're doing. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, well, for Keith and Joe and Tim, I'm Eric. Saying. Thank you. Good fucking night. Energy, energy, aggression. Power. To sum it up, it's a vulgar display of power. Heavy metal speaks to the anger and despair of teenagers today the same way that the blues used to speak to the despair and anger of the South. Cutting up. Cutting it up big time. Some cunts recording this.